Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply writing and rewriting history. First ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay, the boot is away. And it's gone! I don't want to go home. And I don't want to say goodbye to you. Razor! Welcome on, welcome on to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, Albie Shore. And we got more hoops to talk about. And we talked last time about how it's a seesaw. It is topsy-turvy. The men's, the women's, basketball altogether is wild. Well, we had more craziness, more wild stuff happening this past week on both sides. And we have an episode, a podcast episode, ladies and gentlemen, where both the men and the women won a basketball game. It's incredible. I I don't know what to to, to take of that, Jeremy. Of the four basketball games that were played this past week, three of them were wins. And we haven't really got a chance to say that since December. right? That's absolutely incredible. I already said his name, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce him. That is the People's Champs on here with me, Jeremy Gillen. We are in some dangerous, uncharted territory, Albert. Last last episode we were talking about it's either one or the other, one or the other. Now we've gotten... Both had a win. Both ended this last <clears throat> their last game. They got a win. Uh, who's who's? Do we continue the win streak together, or does somebody get the boot? I'm excited and nervous. <laughs> I'm excited and nervous. Well, the women are on an overtime streak more than anything, right? So the women, the only loss we had this past week was a triple overtime, just uh, marathon against Oklahoma State, a game that I thought Texas Tech had every opportunity to either lose in regulation or win in the first overtime or even in the second overtime. Um, Bryn Gerlich had a, a nice look at her favorite spot. I mean, first of all, Coach Gerlich is still the ATO queen. Incredible drawing up plays and had her daughter Bryn with a, a nice shot to win the game right on at the free throw line. And it, she missed it. And really, there's nothing bad she did there. She did everything she's supposed to do. She just missed the shot. And I, I said before the, the triple overtime, I tweeted it out, that it's really just going to be a battle of who is you know, who is more tired is going to lose a game in that triple overtime. 
Those ladies were exhausted. Bree Scott going into that triple overtime had hands on her knees. She was so tired. She dropped so many buckets in that game. And, and Oklahoma State just outlasted us in the triple overtime. I, I didn't feel like they were the better team, but I did feel like they were the team that had a little bit more energy and more juice. But that's the only loss we had this week on both sides. I mean, they came back against uh, West Virginia at home. West Virginia had a 17-point lead in the second quarter. They clawed all the way back. And the, despite in the second Overtime, not having Bree Scott due to her being fouled out and still being tired because he just played a triple overtime game earlier in the week. They pulled it out at the very end thanks to a Riley McKinney game winner at the or almost to the buzzer. Um, what do you think about the women this week? Five overtimes total. Well, and so this is interesting for me because I saw a quote today. I think it was from either Bree Scott or Bryn Gerlich that talking about the triple overtime win against West Virginia. And for them it was, you know, um, they said like we realized that, that we've been here before so I mean and it was just the previous game like they had the same it was pretty much the same recipe I mean outside of West Virginia kind of getting the early lead uh, in that game oh excuse me two overtimes for West Virginia three overtimes for we just so many five overtimes between the two games that's exhausting that's exhausting back-to-back games um, but you have Texas Tech struggling to get uh, struggling to continue that stamina and that energy there at the end of the game, so they end up losing to Oklahoma State, ninety-two to eighty. Um, in ninety, I mean, uh, Oklahoma State uh, is a good team. I think that's kind of finding their rhythm, and you know, the fact that Texas Tech continued to push them to the end was uh, that was a big, you know, that was a kind of moral victory, but it wasn't a victory. So what they did is they took that exact, I mean, the exact scenario, and the the West Virginia game went to overtime, and I mean, these girls are thinking. Okay, well, we've been we we did this already, so we're not going to let this end the same way. And West Virginia just didn't have that similar experience, so I feel like you know the girls just had a lot more of an intentionality. Like, I mean, it's just fresh on their minds. Like, the last thing you want to do is lose another overtime game at home um, and, and just like not be able to finish out. And so come together, and I just truly love the way that this team continually like. You are on a five-game, one, two, three, four, four-game, excuse me, losing streak, you know, and you have two really tough games in there between Texas and Oklahoma um, that maybe really didn't have a lot of business winning. But, you know, Kansas and Oklahoma State, those are two games that you kind of had in hand at some point and didn't really finish out. And so for them to take this four-game losing skid when we were talking about earlier in the season, like, wow, this is an NCAA team, like this is a team that's ready to compete um, go try to go deep in a tournament, uh, make some statements, and then they get in the slide. And, and but the response, right? The response to getting kicked down again. And Coach Gerlich did such a good job. If you guys have not seen the interview with Coach Gerlich, you got to go see it. Um, like they were, they were prepared for this. I think is the best way to put it. All the losses, they didn't just sit down and say, "Well, that sucks." Um, they took the punches and they rolled with it. And I mean, tough, gritty. Kind of really ugly win oh my against God, West Virginia, was that an ugly win. <laughs> but a win. win, but a win. In the same way that the LSU game was a win, it was just a win. So they got a win. So, um, real quick notes about us losing to Oklahoma State. So that was the first overtime loss in the Coach Gerlich tenure here at Texas Tech. Uh, Jeremy, do you know the last time the Texas Tech Lady Raiders lost a overtime game? November seventeenth, two thousand and sixteen. That was the last time they lost an overtime game. They won five straight up to this point. 
Um, and for, it took triple okay. overtimes. I was going to ask how many. Yeah, it, it took it took to, uh, to to three overtimes to do it. Um, and what was a good game? It was for anyone who didn't watch the game. I know we lost. It was an exciting game, high scoring game that went to the nineties. Um, and, and it was a uh, Bree Scott put up thirty points. Right. Um, it was a fun game. Uh, the game against West Virginia, you said it was ugly. It was disgusting. Bree Scott was the leading scorer in that game too. She put up thirteen. I said thirteen, one three in this game as the leading scorer. Um, in you know any game where your second leading scorer is is Riley McKinney and third leading scorer is Big Cat this year, that's just usually not a good recipe for for a, 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 a lot of success. I mean, West Virginia was good defensively. They're a team that's still trying to fight to make the NCAA tournament on the women's side. And so they, they were fighting for this win. They're fast, man. They were fast. They were quick. They were shifty. Um, I do got to say, Katie Farrell made quite a few mistakes in this game. I'll say it right out. But she made the play of the game right there. Text down one. And West Virginia has the ball. West Virginia inbounds the ball. And, and, and they can maybe not win the game, but keep it to where they don't lose it. Make two free throws and call it a day. They inbound the ball. They don't foul right away. Kate. Kate Big Cat dies for the, or gets the deflection, dies for the ball, forces the jump ball, position error goes to Tech. That is the play of the game right there. I don't what the Riley McKinney <laughs> game winner. If you saw that game winner, you you know why I'm laughing. The Riley McKinney game winner was a game winner um, that deflected off of weirdly two West Virginia defenders that ran into each other, and it kind of was a a weird thing there. But Big Cat's di- Big Cat diving for the ball there right before play of the game. That's the reason why we won the game. Um, just as much as Riley McKinney's uh, layup to win it. It, it was it was great. And it, it, you know, they talked about it. It shows the fight this team has. They were down 17 in the second quarter, but they have that fight. They have that determination. Um, and they're just ready to hoop. They're ready to play. And though they've had this losing streak that's kind of at one point seemed to define them, especially after they lost Oklahoma State, now is the time for them to say, okay, like, it's over. It's over. Let's get back to our winning ways. Let's make a WNIT. Let's have a postseason. Yeah, you got a couple of big games here at the end of the season. Um, you know, you're going to be at Baylor. You have TCU, which would be a good game. Uh, and then you finish off. And I remember Kenzie and I were talking about this. Your bookends of the whole season are a ranked Iowa State, right? You, you saw them at the beginning of the year, uh, ranked 15th. They got you 81-58. And then you get to end the year. <laughs> Who knows where they'll be ranked. Be <laughs> uh, that'll be a really tough one. It's going to be rough. But it's an opportunity, yeah. right? It's an opportunity, and so like I said, like you said, WNIT. I think that's a really good, that's a really good place to put this team. Um, just been a lot of adversity throughout the season, but I think the the West Virginia game, if they can kind of harness that energy of, <clears throat> and I think, you know, this this fight, like the fight that they have, is coming from the individual level, right? So Big Cat kind of has a tough game throughout the whole West Virginia game, but instead of just like okay. I know it, like, i just doing my job, just standing here, you know, I'm going to play regular defense, uh, and then just hope that they make a mistake. No, she puts a, she pushes herself at the end, gives 110%, gets the deflection and all that, uh, and we get, you know, that tied-up ball. So um, just a lot of individual effort that's collectively making a difference. Uh, and maybe you can squeeze out one or two wins here at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. At Baylor, at Iowa State, it's tough. you got to win that TCU game. Um, but I think that's, I mean, at the beginning of the year, like I said, just get us into a tournament. I don't care which one. I don't care if it's the CBI. Get into a tournament. And that's all, a postseason tournament. 
Um, and I think this team can still do that right now at five and ten in conference. Um, I do think the, they're going to win. At, I, they should win at least one of the last three. Uh, a second one would be fantastic and make some noise in the Big Twelve tournament too, and see where it lays. But that should be the case. Now I know people listening into this episode are like, "That's a great. That game was fantastic." Uh, the men's side is winning games right now, and they are, Jeremy. And and I want to say this about what this podcast. Okay, I want to say this about this podcast. Because, you know, we make fun of each other a lot of the times for being wrong. Um, <laughs> You're wrong all the time. We are, first of all, I'm never wrong, okay? We make fun of you, all right, first off. But um, we were spot on months ago, right? We were spot on months ago. We've actually been spot on on the men's side for a few things, right? So, but I want to mention this. We were spot on months ago saying, uh, talking about that this team just needed to find a way to win games. That they once they learn how to win games, we mentioned this back early January when they were losing by two to Texas and and losing by a little bit to Baylor and to K State. We said they just once they find one game and they learn how to win one game, they will be back. And since they won that one game in a lonely day in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, they won a game against a lowly LSU team. That they were way better than, but still they found a way. They learned how to win that game. And since then, Jeremy, they have won five of the next seven games after winning that LSU game. Five of the last seven conference games have been Texas Tech W's. Because after that game, they had that incredible comeback against Iowa State. They beat ranked Kansas State, beat ranked Texas, went on the road and beat West Virginia, went on the road and now just beat Oklahoma. This is a team, like we said, just had to learn how to win basketball games. And now that they know how to win basketball games, guess what? They're winning basketball games and they're healthy, right? This is now a dangerous team. This is the team that we thought could be the team at the very beginning of the year. And it's all clicking at the same time because the youngsters are growing up. And again, they're all healthy. You got, I mean, uh, this is a team now that other fan bases, when they see, you know, Texas Tech popping up on bracketology boards, they're like, this is is so stupid. They're so bad. Like, look at their record. But analysts are saying, hold on now. They've They've had a bare bones team all season. And now they're starting. They, everybody's healthy and on the court, and look at what they're doing. Number twelfth, Kansas State. Uh, number sixth, Texas. On the road at West Virginia, back to back on the road games, which I have I have said in the past is one of the toughest things to do in this conference. And you go on back to back to back to back road games for places where you don't win, and you get two wins. Um, you are scoring like above seventy points in every victory. Like you are continuing to have offensive production and enough defensive production i'm not going to say that we're like we are not lights out defense like we have been but we've kind of hit a balance where we have a much prettier offensive presence than we have in years past and that is that is showing up in a healthier uh big maple and fardaz amac that's showing up in davion Harmon knowing his role that's showing up in jalen tyson kind of stepping back and saying i can be the accessory player and I can like ball out where I am and that that's coming it's coming from a lot of different places and we are on a hot to trot track where I mean you I mean we were making fun of the Baton Rouge game we were like you know this <laughs> wow I mean, this is the trash basketball game like you, this is what you want to watch right this is what you plow about 12 keystones and just kind of sit there and enjoy it um and now Texas Tech is the discussion of like 
Why should they be in or why should they not be in? And it's becoming a really kind of contested, wow, look at their Q1 wins. Like, look at the Cs, look at the strength, like, look at the strength of the conference. And other people are like, well, their non-con sucks. And, you know, what about the Kimpom? And so, but people are arguing over Texas Tech now. And you don't get that if you don't get the win in Baton Rouge. Anybody who's watched Texas Tech basketball play lately doesn't, there's not, there's not a question for them, right? No. Like, you know why Texas Tech is on the bubble or why Texas Tech is having this conversation if you watch the team play and you know anything about Big 12 basketball. You're like, oh, yeah, they should be in. Right? I think a lot of the people that are discrediting Texas Tech are people from outside of the region that kind of just sees a team with – and our, our non-conference is bad. I mean, our non-conference has always been bad <laughs> for a long time through the Beard years and the Tubby years and the, the uh, Gillespie years. Like, we haven't really we, – we almost never scheduled a tough non-con. Uh, <clears throat> but – you know, when, when you get into that, like, oh, well, they're non-conference, they're this, they're that. People that watch Big 12 basketball, you don't question it. You look at Texas Tech and you say, man, this is a team that beat, man, they beat Texas. Man, this is a team that beat Iowa State. They beat Kansas State. Ah, man, this is a team that went on the road and beat West Virginia. Like, this is, this ain't just an, an easy team to, to play right now. And they have three games coming up to additionally prove that this ain't the type of team you want to play right now, right? You're they're gonna at home against TCU, which the crowd has been a little suspect this year. I'll I'll, I'll be flat out, right? Um once the season kind of seemed lost, it's like this tech fan base that decided they're a basketball school, decided not to be a basketball school anymore. Um, they're coming back. They're, 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 the crowd is coming back. Uh, the Texas game, of course, is always going to be Texas game, so I wasn't worried about that. Um, but I'm just looking at ticket prices now. It is more expensive to watch TCU, Texas Tech, and Lubbock than it will be to watch Texas Tech in Lawrence. So uh, so the crowd will be back. I'm not, I'm not questioning this Saturday against TCU. The crowd will definitely be there. So that crowd is back against a ranked TCU. That would be another Q1 win if we get this win. Then you go at Kansas, which would be a Q0 win or whatever. If they get a chance to be win <laughs> at Kansas. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a ticket punch. I'll say this. If you beat TCU and you go to Lawrence and beat the number three Jayhawks, Kansas right now looks like a team that might, might repeat, right? They look incredible. But you go out and you do that, you beat that team, that's a ticket punch. You're punching your ticket right there. Um, now, whether I expect it to happen or not, we'll talk about it later. But um, <laughs> that's a ticket punch right there. And then you then you finish the season home against Oklahoma State. You know, weeks ago, weeks ago, Jeremy, you know, I, we, we again, on this pod, I made a mention and I said, well, you know, for Texas Tech to make the tournament, it's, it's a little wild. Like, they're going to have to go, you know, I, I, I at the time I, I said, uh, Man, they're they're gonna have to go uh, um, seven and three at the time is what I said. Like they just beat LSU. I'm like, all right, let's not get crazy, right? Like they'd have to go, they'd have to go seven and three. They're zero and ten in conference or zero and eight in conference. They'd have to go seven and three to make the NCAA tournament. Well, guess what, everybody? We've gone five and two since I made that comment. <laughs> We've gone five and two since I've made that comment, and we just got to go two and one more. And we are likely in the tournament. Win all three games and you're in. It's a ticket punch. I would even argue you win at Kansas and you're probably in, right? Um, and so um, the, the team's been incredible. The, the team's been absolutely incredible. Um, I actually believe we're, we're favored against TCU, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we are favored against TCU, a ranked opponent, which is wild. Um, yeah, but no, to your, to your point, they, they the team is, is gelling. They're coming together as well. Right. Like, they, like we were, we were complaining a little bit about Davian Harmon in the middle of the season. Guess what? Davian Harmon, uh, finally, it was like, you know what? 
forget all this fitting in stuff. I'm going to just take over and it's work. And now Pop Isaacs, who was hurt for a few for a few weeks, he's back. He's back to gunning. Fardaws is starting to look like the Fardaws that we expected to be at the beginning of the year. He's looking healthy because not even just that players are playing, they're now looking healthy. Yeah. Right? AMAC was our leading scorer in the last game against Oklahoma. Right? Like, and that was a game, and I was telling in, in the chat, that was a game I think a month ago we would have lost, even though it's Oklahoma, even though we're better than Oklahoma, and Oklahoma right now is the worst team in the conference. That was a game we would have lost a month ago. It was close in the second half, right? And that was a game where, that a team that doesn't know how to win probably falters. But instead, this is a team that now knows how to put a team away. So despite being on the road, despite, you know, some of the other things, they said, yeah, you know what? Man, it's it's a tie game here with about 12 minutes to go. Let's go, let's go win this. And they know how to now. And so it's it's a it's a great thing, great sight to see. Well, and all credit to all of the noise. I want to give a credit to the noise <laughs> at the mid middle of the season. Uh, Fire Mark Adams, you know, Pop Isaacs isn't that oh, dude. Buddy. Like um, Davian Harmon's guard, but you know, all of the noise because this team took all of that. And just threw it in the trash. <laughs> didn't embody it. Didn't worry about it. And remember that O'Banner, this is like, I mean, O'Banner called his shot. And he's, and it's, you know, still to be proven or not, but he said, we're going to the tournament. And people were he like, did, yeah. you are nuts. You are so dumb. And I remember, I was, I think that was after the Iowa State game. And then you lose to Baylor in 89-62. And I was like, dang, that sucks. <laughs> that, <what? laughs> I, so much for that. So yeah. much. It was, you know, it was, it was, it was uh, short lived. But this is a team that is threatening to go to the tournament, and I think as you get, I think everything is coming together, and it can all fall apart. You can all fall again. I said it last time. Can all fall apart. We can lose these last three. We still got three more games. We got three yeah, more. We still got three more. Big games. twelve games. Everything looks like it's coming together, right? You have Coach Adams. Um, these guys are 100%. Uh, we'll say it again. These guys are one one million times behind Coach Adams. Like, they are 100% for Coach Adams. Like, it, it's no doubt in my mind. You you see the body language. You see the energy. There's no doubt. Um, everybody's getting healthy. When's the best time to be healthy is when you're going into March. How yeah. We have had season after season after season, even the championship run, where, you ha- where you're going into March with injuries. You're going into March with somebody not 100%. Um, Texas Tech is, you know, barring the next couple of weeks. I know. Texas Tech's 100%. Sure. That's a dangerous team. You got everybody figuring out their roles. That's a dangerous team. You have a guy who said, I'm going to be your go-to guy. I'm going to be your clutch guy. Davion Harmon said, I'm going to be the clutch guy. And we talked about it. We talked about it all the time. If you don't have a clutch guy, you're not going to do anything in the tournament. Like, you can you can make waves in the first and second round maybe, but you're not going to be anything more. You're not going to be elite. Um everything this in the momentum right this momentum of like it's not you're not guaranteed to be in the tournament but these guys know how good they are and they're like oh my god like we just have to wipe these three teams or wipe two and play Kansas hard and get a win in the big 12 tournament and we're there and it's so it's so real and I think that's one of the things that you need to if you're a Texas Tech fan you should be excited because one of the things as athletes if you're going to go to the next level is be- like honest to God believing that it can happen. Because you talk to this team before LSU, like, oh my God. I mean, some of them probably be like, nah. Because remember, like, Robert Jennings, like, deleted Texas Tech off his Instagram, and everybody's like, what is happening? And, you know, all these things. Um, 
you have a team that thinks that they can do it. And that's all it takes sometimes because we got the skill and we're meshing together. And now they now they believe at 100% health. It's a dangerous team, man. It's a dangerous team. <clears throat> so before I get on my on my patented soapbox, I, um, I do want to point out that another thing that's really helped this team, because you mentioned Davion Harmon being the go-to guy. Um, against Texas, we had a big lead. And Texas said, you know what? I'm tired of this Davion Harmon kid. We are going to double him. We're going to triple him. We're going to do whatever it takes. and going to make somebody else beat us. And by the grace of God and good defense, we were able to still win the game at the end of the game. But Texas was able to come back because of it. What has changed the last couple games compared to that Texas game is one, Pop Isaacs is back. He's been healthy and he's been back to, to scoring. And also Jalen Tyson is starting to recognize his ability as a scorer. And so what that does is, is that it, it helps us not just have Davion Harmon, right? Because Davion Harmon for the past, really since that LSU game, has just taken over and said, I got this. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be that guy. Um, but you can't now, with the with the last two games, you can't just double Davion Harmon. Uh, um, what's, the, what's the team name? <laughs> West Virginia? Oklahoma? <laughs> Uh, West Virginia, sorry. <laughs> Against West Virginia, said had the same game plan. They looked at Texas and said, "We're gonna we're gonna double Davion Harmon. We're gonna play really good defense on Davion Harmon," and they did. And Jalen Tyson went off for a career high, right? He had twenty seven. Yeah. And Pop yeah. Isaac had fifteen off the bench, right? And then Oklahoma said, "Oh dang man, we can't we can't just double Davion Harmon." Okay, well we we gotta we gotta actually play good defense. But like, I think if we play good defense, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. And we'll be able to see what what's up. And that didn't help work because guess what? Fardall's AMAC came out of nowhere balling. Kevin O'Banner put up his uh, put up eleven and seven, right? And then uh, Pop Isaacs once again putting up numbers. <laughs> so now you not only have that go to guy in Davion Harmon because Davion Harmon only put up eight points in that game. You will now have other people stepping up. You have the Jalen Tyson and AMAC and Pop Isaacs and O'Banner now also recognizing their speed. Like you said, man, this is a very dangerous team right now that everybody's recognizing what it is. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I don't want to take a victory lap too soon because we still have three games. But I will say that we're pretty consistent. Tech could lose the, re- the remaining three games, and I'm going to feel this way either way, right? Um, as long as we don't get blown out for three games. If we get blown out for three games, I might have different opinions. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, Tech could lose the last three games, and I'm going to still have this opinion and this, and this feeling that this season um, has been a has been a, a good one, but it has been an interesting one. And Jeremy, if you don't mind, I'm a, I'm a hop on that soapbox real quick. Um, I'm a hop up, hop on the soapbox real quick because a couple things. Um, in that, Mark Adams, Jeremy, didn't he win a Coach of the Year last year? I think so. He won a Coach of the Year last year. He won a Coach of the Year last year. And though I didn't really agree with him getting his contract extension so soon. Um, there's no doubt he's a great coach. He he's had a great coaching career. Great everybody everybody agreed with that four months ago. Everybody four months ago everybody was like, man, Mark Adams is the truth. He's a we were being upset at people for saying that he wasn't a top five coach in the conference. Right? Like, how dare you come and disrespect Mark Adams and give Chris Beard the credit that Mark Adams is owned owed. And just like that, a couple months later. Thanks to some message boards and some some rumors getting leaked and some of it being true, some not true. But because of all these rumors and message boards, all of a sudden, it's Mark Adams can't coach. Mark Adams don't know what the hell he's doing. Mark Adams is letting his son run out, all this, that, and the other. Mark Adams is out here fanoodling with, with, with different types of women, right? And all this other stuff. 
and, and it just let people collude their minds, right? Like, and and because of that, it's it, it is almost like, well, how are we losing all these games? Oh, it must be because Mark Adams is a is a is a, is a uh, um, uh, promiscuous. <laughs> that must be what it is. He ain't even at the practices. He's letting his son run the show, right? Um, that has that has to be it. That's why we're losing these games. Yeah, no, no, no. It's Albie Jeremy. It is not because. It is not because we have a whole lot of injuries. It is not because the team is young. It is not because our expectations before the season were a little bit higher than they probably should have been, and we recognized that very early. None of those stuff really mattered. It's all because of what we saw on the message boards. And, oh, did you see that Fardaz Amak was going to leave the program? Yeah, I know that he came back the next day to defute those rumors and and all this other stuff, but did you hear that it was going to happen? And did you hear that Elijah Fisher was going to leave the program? Yeah, I know that he came back and said that he had no shout he was never going to leave the program but did you hear it because i saw it on the message boards i saw it on the message boards let me tell you something i don't care about rumors i don't care even if farnall's amac was laying on the plane to leave lubbock did he no i don't care what mark adams is doing in his personal life i don't care about any of that stuff all i care about is the fact that this team was a young team dealing with injuries that didn't know how to win and the second they learned how to win, they started winning games, right? Like all these rumors and these meshes boards and all this other stuff, regardless, it doesn't really matter. These bad seasons happen. Like bad seasons happen. Even when we were 0-8, I saw a team that, okay, I'm looking at the team and I'm saying, this is a team that is losing a lot of close games that are in all of these games, right? They're playing hard and they love their coach. Let me tell you something. If I'm playing on this team, and I see my coach out here doing this, that, and the other, and he's letting his son run practice, and he's, you know, and I'm getting pissed, and this, that, and the other, I'm not coming to press conferences talking about how much I love him. I'll tell you that much. I'm not crying after after games and this, that, and the other. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to chunk deuce and say, screw this program. Those players through an eight-game conference losing streak loved Mark Adams. That's all I needed to see. That's all I needed to see, despite the fact that we were 0-8 in conference, for me to know we are still on the right track, given this team, right? It's, it's I think, the, all the noises. And it's also not like Tech fans. Mm-hmm. Tech fans are usually the opposite. Tech yeah. fans are usually used to giving unfathomable support even when you probably shouldn't, <laughs> right? Like, Tech fans are usually the exact opposite. What happened to the Tech fans that let Cliff Kingsbury hang around for six years even though he should have been gone after three? <laughs> what happened to those Tech fans? But now, all of a sudden, it was almost like it completely changed, and it's... I've never seen it. I've never seen... And Jeremy, you tell me if you can remember a time. I don't think I've ever seen Tech fans attack a coach the way they attacked him off of rumors, off of rumors and a, a bad losing streak that's easily explainable. Like, I just, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I didn't like it. And then now it's, everybody kind of looks like they have a bunch of egg on their face. You're right, man. I think you said it best. You know, the posture of the players towards Mark Adams, even on an eight-game losing streak, still good. And so you got to have, I mean, that's got to be enough. And I like it. So I like these talk. I mean, this is not characteristic of Texas Tech fans because and it, I've thought about this before. Texas Tech fans, like who are doing all this, especially behind message boards, I'm like, man, you guys are really acting like Longhorn fans. Like Longhorns. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing. Really it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's come on, guys. Like, if this was Texas, I'd understand. Texas fans do this all the time. Yeah. 
Right, Texas fans. You mean to tell me Texas Texas fans are the main ones that are coming in here? Like, did you hear the rumor about this, that, and the other? And, and that's the reason why the team is having this problem and and this stuff. That's Texas fans. Aggies do it do it sometimes too, but Texas fans they're they're known for it, right? Tech fans are the we're the ones that are known to be like, oh, we give undenying support for no reason. <laughs> so like, and the one I'm year that you here. should probably. Yeah, you should probably put support behind a guy that's struggling. Is the one year you decide to be message board savants? Like it's 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 absolutely crazy to me. Like I, I just I don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, but uh, yeah, it just a lot of and, and, and mind you, I'm gonna, if we lose three games, I'll still feel this way. I promise you, I'll still feel this way. Um, you know, it's it's just expectations change. Things happen. Rough years happen. Rebuilding years happen. Our leading scorer for half of the season was a 18-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, the, that was the lead scorer. He was an 18-year-old. And so, like, these things happen. Um, and now we're riding the ship. They're right. And to be honest with you, when we were in the eight-game losing streak, I wasn't sure we'd ride the ship this early. I thought, all right, we're going, hey, next year going to be a, one where we're going to have to resurrect it. But now, just like that, we're on the freaking bubble. And so the the work that he's he's done is is amazing, but mostly he made a lot of people delete tweets this past week. <laughs> Coach Adams and company made a lot of people delete tweets. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll hop off that thing. But that's just this this whole this whole condemnation of of the 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 staff and the the coach and the head coach because of message board rumors is is absolutely wild. It's just too much. Stay, just stay in your lane, people. <laughs> stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. But uh, <clears throat> but Jeremy, anything else you want to say to the people? I will. I will posit this as we sign off. This is my one. It's kind of been echoing in the back of my mind as we keep winning games here at the end. Do you know who this basketball team reminds me of? In a negative way. So last year, there was a team that in 10 games went on a nine game, pretty much a nine game losing streak uh, in their conference and then turned around and went on a, a uh, yep, eight game winning streak, almost finishing off the conference title. And they beat three ranked top 25 teams and then they got snubbed. Michigan Michigan Wolverines got the bid over them, and then they ended up being a one seed for the NIT. Texas A&M. Texas A&M yeah. had a resurrection of a season, and it is considered to be one. I mean, you know, across the board, it's like, wow, I think that might be the biggest snub in NCAA tournament history <laughs> that I'm just like. It was a big snub. I'm just fascinated with, um, you know, what is going snub. to be the similarities and differences with Tech. Uh, now I will say I, I agree with you because I I knew he would talk about it almost immediately. Yeah. The only change I will say is that they played in a weak SEC team uh, conference last year, and SEC I mean it's not it's not much stronger this year, um, but it was a very weak SEC last year. And the Big Twelve is you could argue that this year in the Big Twelve is the strong one of the strongest, if not the strongest, conference in recent memory. Right? Like like Oklahoma is the worst team in the conference. And, and there are some conferences that I think that they would be competing for the conference title. Like, that's how strong this conference as a, as a Big 12 is. Right. Well, didn't Oklahoma um, beat Alabama earlier this year? They did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they did. Um, yes, they did. Uh, before we sign off, Jeremy, also, I want to I say, did you see the renderings for the Womble? 
Yes. For the I, new one, for yes. the football one. I did. I saw I, those I, I put it in the chat, actually. <laughs> I watched the video. Did you watch the video? Was, I did watch the video. It was very patriotic. Yes. It was very fun. <laughs> yeah. So the, the 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 football Womble, which now the only problem is when I heard that, that Womble was paying for this one too, is you already have the Womble. So what are you going to call this? This is Womble 2. <laughs> Womble 2.0. Womble 2. Womble F. Womble um, But it looks great. The the, the renderings for, for um, the football facilities look fantastic. I was, I'm on Sports Dissected, their YouTube channel page a lot so i look at a bunch of athletic uh, facilities across the country across the nation um and i think tech basketball has one of the best facilities or basketball facilities in the country um i think the women's because the women included in the womble i think the women you could argue have maybe the best mm-hmm. uh, facility in the country top five uh, but the men especially do the men have one of the best as well um on the basketball side football was lacking i ain't gonna lie to y'all football facilities were lacking and I think this is really going to upgrade it and have it as one of the best facilities in the Big 12 now that Oklahoma's gone because their facility is, is wildly fantastic. <laughs> but um, but I think it'll be one of the better ones in the new Big 12. Uh, and so this is uh, – I'm excited for it. That, that, those renderings definitely should get you hype for the where the football program is going. Um, and, you know, it's going to be an easy transition over to football because we have expectations for the first time in a long time on the football side. So that's wild. Softball had a no hitter. Baseball had a four game sweep over a few over over a uh, likely NCAA tournament Gonzaga team. Uh, all good things happening on the on Texas Tech side right now, baby. All good things. Let me. I mean, Texas Tech softball is ten and two. They are on a they are on a bender right now. Go watch them. With a brand new coach. This is his first year. First year. He said, Texas A&M, never heard of him. Give me that guns up. And has been just has right. been electric. Yeah. That's right. And Baylor beat Oklahoma, so maybe they're vulnerable. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I, 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 didn't, I wouldn't say that, but I'm just saying maybe no, they're I vulnerable. I think they'll still win the conference. They're, they're not. I think they're, <laughs> no, they're going to win the national championship again. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, all good things. Uh, your boy, your boy Ludwig in golf, he's like number one in the world, right? Yes. Number one amateur in the world or something like that. As a sweet um, should be. Track, track men are like top five in the country. Track women are top 20. Um, all good things on for Texas Tech. And, you know, and I think if the men and the women's basketball both have a postseason, we'll be even, even better. Um, obviously, I'm rooting for both of them to make the NCAA tournament. Women will be a little bit tougher to do so. Um, but a tournament for either one is where I'm at. Get us into a tournament, and I'm happy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I'm even happier when people use Takes12, our promo code, at Home Field Apparel. Uh, wintertime is almost ending. It's, it's I was in Florida this past week. It was warm. It was sunny. I know down in Texas it's sunny. Um, so, get your T-shirts. Get right? your t-shirt. Ditch them hoodies for some t-shirts at home field apparel takes 12 t-a-k-e-s one two for 15 percent off that first order and so for jeremy the the beanie bro this is i'll be sure and you have been listening to the tortillas and takes podcast part of the 1012 network and the official podcast for red raider sports i think we're gonna lose to kansas as always stay wrecked people <laughs> sports social podcast network 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.